look, uh, ball player, ball player, no watching from the side, said that you got him next, well go ahead and show him why, no limits in the sky, go ahead and take your shot. This one is what up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Up Next, where we fill you in on who's up next in the youth sports world. I got my man, of course, co-host extraordinaire, Khalid Green in the house. What's up? Peace. Peace to everybody. I'm here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, got a, I got a New York City legend on today. You know what I mean? The God, the God himself. The God of the God. Is that where Point God got started? Man, I don't know what they got. I just flow, man. I just take, I just take whatever he give me, bro. No doubt, yeah, no I hear doubt. That. I like, uh, like, like Khalid said, we got, we got a NYC legend in the house, point guard, um, point god. Uh, remember him from LaSalle and NYC. Then, of course, Providence uh, helped take them to the Elite Eight in '97. Uh, he was drafted in the second round in 1997 by the Washington Wizards. Uh, uh, had a career overseas. Uh, currently, he's player development coach with the Dallas Mavericks. Got a sneaker out with Puma. Also, we share the same birthday, April 29th. I just saw that when I was doing the little, oh, doing a little research. Yeah, April 20th. Actually, we're the exact same age, born on the same the same, the same yeah. day. My man, um, the ref, the ref Zach Zarba. Who I grew up mm-hmm. with too from Brooklyn. He he's the same birthday too, but he's a year older than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the man, the legend, God, Sham God. What up? Man, I'm just blessed, man. I'm happy, you know. Thanks for having me on, man. Just working, man. You know, just moving around and you know, making sense out of you know, making sense out of the world like everybody else, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Just doing, you know, just doing my part. You right. know, that's, that's what I try to focus on. Right. Just doing my part, you know, and just, you know, following following the footsteps that's laid before me. That's all. Right, right, right. No mm-hmm. doubt. So, so let's get into, let's, let's start from, let's, you know, because like I said, up next, youth sports, we, we focus on. So let's take you back, you know, way back to, uh, yeah. you know, where, where it all started. How you, like, when did you even start playing ball? Uh, I started playing ball when I was 13. Like, I was, uh, oh, wow. But most people know. I mean, I started late because, you know, I was born in Brooklyn and then I lived there until I was about eight or nine. And the only thing I did there was like fight, wrestle, karate. You know, I lived in, you know, I lived in Crown Heights. Then I lived in Best Star. So, you know, that, that's all that's, that's all it was on around there. You know, it was a lot of um, other um ethnicities that lived around there like Jamaicans, West Indians, things mm-hmm. like that. And um so basketball really wasn't like the biggest thing for me growing up. And then, you know, for most people that 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 know, you know, my father, you know, of five percent as I was born into five percent and it was all about discipline and learning knowledge yourself and reading a lot. And um, you know, it was it was mostly it's, it's funny because it's like but from like me coming up young is kind of like it was it was like what's going on now in the world mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. household. I'm not saying that what was going on, but in my household, that's how it was going on. Like you know, there's a lot of you know, black is beautiful, black is you know a lot of black magic and mm-hmm. a lot of powerful. You know, be happy to be black and 
you know, be proud of where you come from and things like that. So that was going on in my household back then when I was eight, nine. Remember, I used to be at the dinner table. I used to, I used to have to read my homework out loud and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, I used to um, go to the rallies uptown. This is before I moved uptown. I used to go to the rallies on 100 and, um, I want to say it's 127th Street, the school, PS154. Uh, Mm-hmm. Every the last the last Sunday of every month, you know, we have a rally, and I used to go there at a young age, and um, you know, even when I got old, I still the Parliament. Yeah, so I still I still go to the Parliament now. So, you know, I was doing all that coming up. So I ain't you know I wasn't watching no, I wasn't even watching TV like that. And then the NBA games came on like once a week, like on right. ABC and stuff like that. So that wasn't even a part of my my resume. And then, you know. Unfortunately, you know, my father got locked up and uh, he got locked up. My mom's, we moved uptown with with my mom's family and to 142nd Street. You know, for people that know 142nd Street is called Crime Square for a reason. So when I got, so when I got up there, it was like a whole new world. You know, Harlem is just a whole new world, period, because it's like, um, you know, it's more about, like Brooklyn is more about the, the grit. You know, right. the the grind, you know, Harlem is more like, you know, they still grinding, but they grinding in uh, a flashy way, a stylish way, yeah. Um, yeah. a way of letting the whole world know we grinded, like we did, <laughs> you know, so. Playing boy. So I, yeah, so when I moved uptown, it was like, it just like opened up a whole new world for me, like of creativity, you know, because the one thing I, I, I learned, from my father and being a five percent and learning knowledge so one thing i was born into was discipline so i always had discipline you know right. what i'm saying i always had discipline always had uh teachings always had you know knowing who i am so when i got uptown they just tapped into the a whole nother side of me like of creativity and, mm. and things like that and when you put both of those together discipline and creativity you just get a whole different type of person, you know what I'm saying? I like to say, and, you know, and then, you know, after that, I guess the whole, you know, sham got everything was sparked, you know, even before I even knew it, you know, even like me now doing player development, it's funny because even growing up, you know, running into the likes of, you know, who became my best, one of my closest friends, God bless their Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. you know, I've been teaching my, my whole life, you mm-hmm. know, whether, you know, I was 16, I was 17, Kobe was 16, him teaching, him asking me to teach him how to dribble. Even when I got drafted to the Wizards, you know, when I first got there, Chris Webber mm. and the guy asking me to teach him how to dribble. McDonald's All-American game, whether it was Kevin Garnett, Stephon Marbury, Chauncey Bibbs was always like in the middle of the center of the attention of like, hey, can you show me this? Can you show me that? And, um, you know, that was just, that was just the New York, part of me in me and then like I said the creativity in me and the discipline and just having knowledge itself of always being who I who I supposed to be and who I am and never trying to be out myself and I think that's what carried me a long way even to this day you know just being a good person things mm, like that no doubt so 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 you started playing at like 13. Were you, were you like nice right away? Like, like Nah, so so what happened was I went to, when I moved uptown, I went to a school called PS92. And it's just crazy how like my life like worked out. So uh, I went to a school called PS92. And um, the first person I, the first person I met from Harlem was, was Mason Bethel. Mm. So, uh, 
Mm. You know, from for people that I know, that's Mace. That's with Bad Boys. So the first person I met was Mace. We went to the same uh, elementary school, and then um, we went shiny suits. Huh? You didn't get into the shiny suits, did you? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> he was he was playing basketball. You know, he was, he was playing basketball. And I remember the first time I seen even like a little bit of basketball. I was going to a lunchroom. And him and his other guy, God bless the dead, named Chief, uh, they was in the they was in the middle of the lunchroom and they was just doing dribbling on one knee. Mm. And everybody was around them. Like females, dudes. Right. I'm like, man, I'm like, man, they're getting all this attention on this. <laughs> like, like it's this. You know, so it was like, it was like, um, once that happened, you know, then me and him became real close. And he was like, yo, you play ball? And I was like, I was like, yeah, but I didn't play basketball. I was just like, yeah, you know, friend, whatever. So he was like, um, he was like, yo, I'm gonna take you to see this game. And I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, I'm like basketball, whatever. So we got we got to 155th Street. I'll never forget when to 155th Street. The park was crowded. So we couldn't get in the park. So he was like, yo, we're gonna go and we're gonna um sit on the tree. And I was like, sit on the tree for basketball. <laughs> And then we went and sat on this tree, and I'll never forget, it was an all-star game, and I saw uh, Mike Boogie and Malloy Naismith, which everybody knows as the future, play against Master Rob and uh, Pookie Wilson, mm-hmm. God for the MVP. And that was the that was the day, like, I fell in love with basketball. Like, Wow. I mean, like, Malloy was, like, my idol. Like, the future was, like, my idol. Like, I worshipped him. Like, right. I, uh, Mike Boogie, I remember he opened his legs. Mike Boogie dribbled through his legs and all that. And I was like, yo, what is this? And it was like, <laughs> and there was so many, like, women, so many dudes, so many everything, and they was going crazy. So that was like, I was like, oh, this is lit. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, this is crazy. And I was like, all over basketball? So I'm like, you know, at that point, it's like, who don't want to be a star? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I was doing that. And then after that, I just went to, I just went to practicing basketball like every day. And then like I said, I grew up on 142nd Street. For everybody that know, that's like a basketball place. Cause it's like right in the dead center of Harlem. Right. In the middle of Harlem. You know, I grew up with, you know, Ali Moe, Cameron, you know, um, uh, Jim Jones. God bless the dead, Huddy Six, uh, Andre Hudson. You know, then I went to, he took me to this gym called uh, Salem Church. It was mm. called Young Life. Mm. And it was, um, yeah, and Thurman Player was the coach. Yeah, because Thurman yeah. coached that, uh, uh, Steph before that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Life. So he was like, so Thurman was like the first coach I ever had. So, okay. So I went up there, and of course, like you just said, they had, Young Life already had like Stephon Marbury, Ray for Austin, Skip to my Lou, Kareem Reed, best kept mm-hmm. secrets. So now I'm coming into a whole like I'm just coming into basketball royalty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not right. even not even being a hooper. I'm coming up there. The one thing I could do because my father used to train boxing. So like I said, I was always in shape. So I could play defense. So Thurman, mm. you know, in the beginning they kept me around because I could play defense. Right. And like I said, I used to do. I used to watch them all the time. Like at that point, Rafe was nice. Skip to my Lou was nice. Cameron was nice. Kareem Reed was nice. You know, Mace was okay. But at the point when I first saw Mace, he was like super nice to me. Right, right. Uh, Ali Moe, Black Widow, God bless the dead. You know, he was nice. 
And then, like I said, you know, going to Young Life, it, it was the crazy thing. It was like Thurm had all the best hood kids, mm. like from Queens, Brooklyn, you know, uh, the Bronx. You know, Gauchos is cool. Riverside was cool, but it was like Young Life was like the wave because Young Life was like the hood team. Right, you know what I'm right, it was like, right. From the trenches. Yeah, we had the hood coach. We ain't have like <laughs> we ain't have back end. We ain't have like super money. Right, right. You know, we and we were just going. Yeah, we were just going on a on a grind like three people to a room, peanut right. butter and jelly. We were right. on that floor. You know what I'm saying? So you know, for me, it was just a, it was an exciting time. And then I just kept I just kept working, kept working. And then I never forget. Uh, I went to PS two twenty two PS one seventy five. 135 between 7th and Lennox. And um, my PE teacher was uh, Tiny Archibald, but I didn't know oh, wow. who was Tiny Archibald. Uh, the legend. And I was doing, I was just doing some fancy moves that I saw on 55th. And he was like, man, he was like, man, what are you doing? Like, don't be doing all that stuff. I was like, what? I'm like, oh, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you understand? This is that. So then I used to, um, because for me to learn how to dribble, like I said, I used to always front to people like I knew how to play. So I ain't want to never, I ain't, so I ain't never want to play until I really got it down back. Right. So I used to always watch uh, tapes. So I remember I got the VHS uh, Below the Rim. Uh-huh. And I watched that tape like a hundred times just to learn moves and stuff like that. It was like Tim Hardaway, Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson, uh, Kevin Johnson. Like I was in love with Kevin Johnson. And then um, in the middle of the tape, it showed like old school. So it was showing like Pistol Pete. And then it showed Tiny Archibald. And I was like... Oh, you recognized God. him? Yeah, I recognized him. But I was like, nah, that can't be him. Because you know, you know, you know, you got the same mentality like you got now. I'm like, I'm like, nah, if he played the NBA, he rich. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, there's no way this man working in my school. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's no way. So I went, I mean, I went to school for like a week. And I was just sizing them up, like. Like looking at him, and you know, of course, on the tape, he, you know, he's slimmer, right, right. he all this other stuff, so he's kind of bigger now. So I'm just looking at the tape, like, nah, that ain't him. You know what I'm saying? That can't, that ain't him. Like I'm tripping. So then we had open gym, and like I said, at this point, I never played organized, but at this point, I'm starting to learn how to like do moves and do all this fancy stuff. So then, um. He, he came to the gym. I'm doing all his moves. He's he like, yo, come here for a minute. And I'm like, what? And he's like, and he's like, uh, he's like, you good, but you could be, you could be something else. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, is your name Tiny Archibald? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, man, why you didn't tell me you played in the NBA? You know what I'm saying? And he's like, man, because you young dudes think you know everything and this, this, and that. So I was like, cool. So, so I was, so he was like, let me tell you something. He was like, as long as you uh, know how to dribble, you will always be worth something to a team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. And when he said it, I just took it to heart. And when I said, like, I used to practice dribbling like six, eight hours a day, like nonstop, like just learn moves, do other stuff, practice stuff, do stuff. And then like, like, it's like, you know, like I said, I already had the discipline and all that other stuff because of my upbringing. So it's like, if I like something, I'm like, I have an obsessed personality. So I, that's why I always try to, you know, like the right things. Cause you know, I, I, I just go, I just keep going <laughs> like a machine. So it was like, so bad. So dribbling was like that thing for me. And then once that happened, 
like, you know, I just start getting better and better and better and better. And then, like I said, I was going to Young Life every day. So, you know, like, you know, still, you know, iron sharp and iron. So, like, I was around all these dudes, you know what I'm saying, every day and just watching them and stuff like that. So, and then, like, the one thing I did that most of them, and one thing I didn't do that they most of them did do because of my, like, I didn't really party, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I didn't really go to parties and stuff like that. So, so they used to go to parties from there. Be go, they'd be walking, going to parties, seeing me in the park. I was like nuts up, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I, I'll be in the rain and all that dribbling on, and they walking right. past laughing and coming back from the party laughing. You know, I'm in right. there looking like nuts, so for real, you know. What I'm <laughs> so, so, like I said, then after that, you know, I just start playing tournaments, and then I just start getting better and better and better, and then you know, one thing, you know, one thing led to another, and then. You know, I got a scholarship to, uh, I was going to go to Rice High School with all my friends. And then I was like, I couldn't go there. My mom was like, nah, it's too close to homes in the middle of Harlem. All your friends go there. So then I went, I'll never forget. This one I knew, like, I was okay. I was good. I went to, uh, I went to my boy to LaSalle Academy. And then I was, um, they was having the JV game. And mind you, I'm still, I'm still in um, eighth grade. So then after that, I'm like, I'm watching um I'm watching the JV right before this. the freshman team played, then the JV team is about to play. And then after that, the the JV team didn't have enough people. Right. So they didn't have enough people. So, you know, like it was just a scrimmage. They're scrimmaging St. Anthony. Mm. And then they was like, hey, do you wanna um they was like, hey, do your boy wanna play? And like mind you, I like I like I only play like street tournaments. I never really play like who, who was the coach? The coach is Bill Abram. Good, good recruiting tool. Good recruiting. <laughs> yeah, right Bill Abram. Yeah, I'm so like good. That trick right there. I like what's, that trick. What school was it? LaSalle. It was LaSalle Academy, and they was mm-hmm. playing uh, St. Anthony's. And St. Yeah. Anthony's is like a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So even, even like freshmen, JV, varsity, they always good. So then he was like, um, do you want to – he's like, can he play? And I was like, yeah, I'll play. They only had like four people. And I was like, yeah, I'll play. And I'll never forget, I was I was in the eighth grade and I played with 10 grades. And like, for me, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really have a concept of basketball, so I didn't know the difference. Like ninth grade, 10th grade, JV, freshman, I ain't know nothing about none of that stuff. So they put me on uniform. I had like, I'll never forget, I had like 44 points. I think it was like 42, 44. And Bob Hurley Sr. was there. Uh. And he was like, Man, he was like, he was like, what grade you in? Like, because he, he, he didn't know if I was in the 10th grade, 11th grade, whatever. He was like, what grade you in? And they was like, nah, he's, he's in the 8th grade. They was like, what? <laughs> and then he, he was like, yo, you should come to our school. And, I was like, <laughs> and then um, Bill Avery was like, yo, we're going to give you a scholarship. This is not, because like my main thing was, I didn't, I didn't want to have, I didn't want to have a team pay for my school. Because mm-hmm. then I was obligated to play right. with that team. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, so I was like, so once he was like, he was like, yo, we're going to have, we're going to have a sponsor to pay for you a scholarship for four years. So I was like, cool. Cause like rice and all other stuff, they wanted like gauchos was a pay for me, different places. And I was like, but what if I don't want to play with them? Right. No more. Then what happens? Right. You know what I'm saying? So. You was playing once I got the, you, you were eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once I got the scholarship, like once I got the scholarship, then it just. I went to the sound, and I was able to play with whoever I wanted. So then my so my growth level was my growth level was totally different from the kids that even the kids that was better than me then because 
like I got to play who I wanted to play with. So at times I would play tournaments with people where like, of course, I know I'm the man where everything gonna count on me and depend on me. So it force it forces you to develop faster. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then I could I used to I remember I used to because uh, as like I said, me and Tiny became close. So then Tiny used to always be like, why you wanna play with them? You should if you play against them, you'll get better. So I always took that to heart. So if it wasn't like tournaments like out of town, it was just local tournaments, I would always play against the powerhouse teams, mm-hmm. like with other teams. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like traveling, I would go with them, but like when we as local, I'm like, nah, I'm gonna play with menacing, I'm gonna play with aim high, I'm gonna do Still this. Bang. Yeah. Yeah, so I could play against them. So I was like, so I could see how really like how good I was, you know what I'm saying? So, Ooh. you know. Who'd you travel on yeah. the circuit with? I traveled on the circuit with Gauchos. But in the beginning, I traveled with Riverside because Thurm had coach Riverside. Okay. And I traveled with them in the beginning, like to Little Lad and stuff like that. And then in the end, like uh, from 10th grade to 12th grade, I traveled with uh, Gauchos. Okay. But I always, but but from that whole standpoint, I always played with Aim Hop. Okay. Who, who else was on that Gauchos team? It was me, Stephon Marbury, Gary Saunders, Junior Clark, Felipe Lopez, Tim Thomas. Uh, one time it was uh, Vince Carter. Um, we had Eric Harris. Yeah, mm, we, we, we had a crew. We had, we, had, we had a crew back then. You know what I'm saying? It was it was it was ugly in the city. Like, we <laughs> a, you know, and Riverside had a crew too. Like you know, Rafe, Skip, Kareem Reed. You know, you know all those people, Selden Jefferson, mm-hmm. you know those guys. So it was, it was, it was, it was good. But like for me, you know, like I said, all that stuff played the part. And I never forget the thing that changed my life the most. Like when I went to, I was in the eighth grade. I went to a tournament called Doc Turner. And for people that don't know what Doc Turner is, that's where the uh, the unfortunate deaths of the people that happened when Puff threw the party in City College. Right. It was a Christmas tournament called Doc Turner that they had every year, and then Puff threw a party and it got canceled. But I saw a guy named uh, Sherwin Anderson. He had played with Gauchos. Shout out to Sherwin. And Sherwin, Anderson, mm-hmm. and Sherwin Anderson is probably the best, the best dribble I've ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. that was in, and he was in a, he was in the tenth grade. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like. I, that's when I just became possessed, like, because I was like, mine's got to be better than his. And then, like, right after that game, that's the first time I saw Booger, Booger mm. Smith. And, and I was another person Brain I just covered. Yeah, I just fell in love with him. I was like, yo, these dudes is <laughs> ill. These dudes are like ninjas. Like, these right. dudes out here, these dudes looking like superheroes and all that. Like, like, you know, and then, and then at that point, I used to, then after that, I used to go to 55th all the time by myself. Every time Malloy had a game, I used to go watch him play. You know, even up even up until then, I still didn't know nothing about no Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Tim Hardaway. I just saw them on film, but I still wasn't like, let me check when they come on TV. Cause right. I was going, I was going, I had real live superheroes because I was right. going to 55th and I see them in person and you know, and things like that. So that's what that's how my game became the way it became. Right. And you were and you were in the the McDonald's class, KG, Steph. Paul Pierce. Like, yeah, I was in the I was in the best McDonald's or American game ever. Like, <laughs> like nobody nobody can never tell me nothing different. Like you gotta understand. Like you gotta understand, like my McDonald's or American is me, Stephon Marbury, Paul Pierce, Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson, Sharif Abdul Rahim, Kevin Garnett, hmm. God bless that tractor trailer. 
Uh, Lewis Bullock that killed, mm-hmm. like, murdered overseas for years. Mm-hmm. Wayne Turner that went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Randell Jackson that played with the Wizards. Jelani McCoy that played with the City as a Supersonics. Um, when Ray Mercer had it. Ron Mercer. Ron Mercer oh, played with Boston Ron. Celtics. Right. So it was like, so, you know, like, I mean, 19, 19 out of 22 got drafted before, before they was juniors in college. So it's like, yeah. and then if you look today, like, even today, like the things that's going on, everybody in that class mostly is trendsetters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you got KG, you know, you got Steph, you know what I'm saying? You got Chauncey Billups, you know, you got Vince Carter, you got me, you know what I'm saying? So it's like Vince Carter is probably, you know, even top two best dunkers of all time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know, people would consider me top whatever best dribblers of all time. So it's like, you know, then you got Stephon Marbury that was just like the best point guard in the country, mm-hmm. you know, and probably the best point guard I ever played against even to this day, you know right. what I'm saying, skill-wise. Like, you know, so it's like all of us is like at that point it's trendsetters because it's like, you know, even like Vince Carter giving the people vision, me giving the vision, like every NBA point guard play like how I play. You know what I'm saying now? So it's like, so that's why people be wondering like, man, how's champ so relevant now? It's like, yo, because when I was playing, they was like, oh, you know, that dribbling, this, this, and that. The same thing they hated, they praise me for now. You know right. what I'm saying? Because now if you're an NBA, you can't dribble, you can't really play. Right. And you the know what ain't no more, it ain't no more dumping down to the big man. See, what happened was, I was bringing New York in, into college, into the NBA too, 20 years too early. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when you come from New York, you know, you, y'all from New York, it's like, it ain't no such thing as big men. Right. You know, everybody did everything. Right. So if you're a point guard, you rebound, you post up, you did everything. Right. So when I got to college, that's what I was on. Like, you know, okay, like, no knock on big men, but it was like, how could they be the best pe- person, best players on the team when, when the point guard is the one that set the table for them and do everything? Right. You know what I'm saying? It don't have to be a point guard. You know, we grew up as small forwards. It was whatever. But it was a person that could handle the ball, get to where he wanted to get, score, tough, this and that. Right. And when I was coming up, they was like, nah, that's too this, that's too that. Now everybody play like they from New York. Right. Everybody yeah. play they everybody play like they they visited 55th Street before. But what, but what speaking of that, so what happened to New York now? Like, you know, like like when you were coming up. I mean, it was because crazy, the, like you said. Yeah, the thing, but see, the thing is, like now, like I, I just grew up in a, I grew up in an amazing time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I tell people, like even now, like I'm growing up in an era that that will never be duplicated again. You know what I'm saying? Even like with the pandemic, even with nonviolence, even with everything going on, everything that's going on now will be in the history books ten years from now. Twenty. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Whether your name is in the book or not, you're in that time period. Mm-hmm. It, it will never be another pandemic. You know what I'm saying? It would this 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 would never we will never be this activated again. Mm. Like how we feeling right now. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like when those when those things happen, we we probably never see a black president again. Mm. Hope we do, but we probably don't. So like well, I'm a part of that era. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So with the good and the bad, I'm a part of an era that you probably you know, like the stuff we read about, that was those errors. You understand right. what I'm saying? So it's like, we're going to be a part of like a specific era. So it's like, like I said, when I was coming up, New York was number one in music, number one in right. fashion, number one in basketball. Right. And what happened was, 
it was like after us, it just got so like saturated where we start following other people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like people caught on our way. And then because of the internet and social media and things like that, it's easy for us to get caught up because it's easy for the world to catch up to us. Because when I was coming up, the world ain't know what they didn't know. Right. The only thing they heard was the word of mouth. Right. You, you, had, you had that personal access to it. Yeah, so it's like now, so it's like, so it's like when people say, "Oh, Shane, what this now?" I'm like, I'm like, yeah. See, the only thing social media and stuff did for me was bring everything in real time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because in the back in the days, people was talking about me other places. I just, I just didn't know. Right, right. So it's like, it's like a lot of people from New York would have been a lot better in this era because they were in this era, in this time and day and age. You know how good you are in real time. Can you imagine? You, you know mix- your impact in real time. That's my thing. So it's like, like for instance, you got, like for instance, you got Jelly Fam, right? Right. So Jelly Fam is from Harlem, and there's Jelly Fam all over the country now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But so for them, they know their impact in real time. You understand what I'm saying? All like right. with me, like with me, I meet people now. It's like for instance, like when I was at Providence coaching, I went to Chauncey. Was like, yo, come to the Clippers game. They played Boston. I said, all right, cool. He was like, yo, Chris Paul, I want to meet you. I was like, all right, this is like 2011. I'm like, all right. So I get up there, and then um, I see him after the game, me and Charles talking, and then Chris Paul come, and he like, yo, man, yo, if it wasn't for you and Tim Hardaway, bro, I wouldn't even play ball. He was like, yo, I'm serious, bro. He like, you think I'm playing, right? So he get on the phone. He call his friend back home. And he's like, yo, who we was just talking about? Who we used to watch all in high school? Wow. He was like, Sham gone. He was like, yo, I'm here one right now. And then we just start chopping up. But see, if we had social media and all that, I would have knew that then. Right. <laughs> but how, how would that, so how would it, that have changed you at that point? Because, because what happened is in our era, like when you came from New York, we came with this stigma about us. Like, oh, New York people think they all that. New York people think this. New York people can't shoot. New York people can't do it. So now when you walk into a, a room of coaches and coaches is like, well, yeah, you need to do this. Well, you need to be humble. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. Oh, well, you came from, you You really don't know how to play. You really don't know how to do this. Now I turn on my phone and there's 10 other billion people telling me how great I am. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm not listening to that. <laughs> You understand? That goes, yeah. that, goes, that, goes, that goes both ways, though, right? Like, that no, would help no, no. you if you really are nice, that helps. But if you, but for some dudes... No, no, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. So the era I grew up in, we just needed people to let us play. Mm-hmm. Because we grew up in the era where I'm, I was 13 and I was playing with grown men. Right. So I knew how to play. The one thing, the one thing in my era, what, what we couldn't deal with is when people play mind games with us. Mm-hmm. Because we had those attitudes, oh, you oh, you saying that? All right, cool. I ain't doing nothing then. Right. Right. That's how we grew up. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we grew up to be like, yo, you got to be tough. Don't bend. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if a coach, like, I remember, like, when I was first with the Providence, right, my first game, we played Syracuse. I had, I had 18 points, 12 assists. I'm, like, four for eight from three-point range. I'm feeling good. Right. You know, we lost by one. My coach bring me in the office. He's like, yo... How you think you did? I'm like, I did good. I'm like, oh, you know, because I don't know no better. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is easy. I'm like, man, I'm going to NBA. I'm going to NBA quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, this is just like high school. Right. Because I'm 
this is this is one year removed from high school. So I'm like, right. this is my first game after after the McDonald's America game. I'm like, man, this is like high school. This is easy. So he like, so in his mind, he like, nah, you got years because me staying there longer helps him helps right. the program, which right. which is cool. Right. So, but instead of you just saying that, he wants to control me. Right. So by by controlling me, you got to put doubt in me. Until you until you say it's go time, then you put confidence in me. Right, and isn't you know that that's that's like straight up coaching, though, right? No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. but that's how it is. It's like yeah, yeah. yo, we need, we need him here three years, right? So we get all these Nike deals, get all this stuff, get all this stuff going. He's gonna be all American, <laughs> right, right, right. Now, when I say it's go time for him, it's go time. Mm-hmm. So, but where I come from is like what? Nah, fam, you hating? I know I'm not. You hating, bro? So now we having a battle every day. Okay. You understand? So even at Providence, when people were like, oh, Sham, Sham was killing that Providence. Yo, that was six games in the tournament. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I could have played like that for the whole two years. Right. And then I wouldn't have dropped to the second round. I would have been top five. Right. right. You understand what I'm saying? But because we're going back and forth, I'm like, and then he thought, okay, he got time. But he didn't. But then I'm like, nah, you don't got time. I'm out of here. Right. Because, because where I grew up at, it's like my coach was like my father figure, my best friend, and you wasn't on that time. So I'm like, you know what? I was taught, yo, if you're around people that don't keep it real, a lot of you, you got to get up out of there. Right. And that's how I felt at the time. You know what I'm saying? And now today, like, he's one of my closest friends, but it's like, because it's like, and I used to tell him, I'm like, man, why, why you couldn't talk to me like how you talk to me now? Right, right, right. All you have to do is say, yo, bro, look, man, we need you to stay. We need this, this, and that. Yo, we're going to rock this and that. He talk about Gillen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, because you was talking. One time you was talking to me so crazy, I thought you didn't even like me. Right. right. But that wasn't that, that. But that's the way they do stuff. Right. Manipulation games. Right. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, I don't got time for manipulation. Only thing you got to do is tell me what it is. Right. Because you know I'm coming from New York. We get this. We get this bag together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you say, hold on, if you saying you're gonna put me on the, on the platform for me to be great, then say that to me. Right. If I'm nice, say that. Right. Don't say, don't say, yo, you better than this person, this person, that person. Then the drive coming, I'm like, yo, I might enter in the drive. You like, what? What are you talking about? This person coming out, he coming out. I'm like, yo, you just told me I was better than him. Oh, right. Wow. So now I'm sitting here like, okay, so so you was lying. Like, which one is it? <laughs> you dig what you dig what I'm saying? And I'm like, and then he'll play mind games, like, oh, you ain't listening, I right, sit down. And I'm like, oh, that ain't gonna happen. So once I hit, once I like I said, this is over tournament is like the best and the worst thing. So once I hit my stride, like that that boost the energy, I was like, I would never let him control my time again. So I was like, yo, I'm gone. That, and that was junior year. Right? No, nah, sophomore year. Sophomore year, okay. Sophomore year. Yeah. So you gotta think, like, all that happened. So only thing he did was make me rush God plan for me. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you, you feel got, like you, you feel like you rushed it a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I know I did. So it's like so because it's like everything was already mapped out for me. You know what I'm saying? Because hindsight, like for instance, like okay, I go to the tournament. I do I do the move. The move happened. So now I play against Mike. We, 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 we're gonna come back to that. But go ahead, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Arizona. Yeah, yeah Arizona. <laughs> so I do that. I do that. Mike Bibby, that that happened, right? So that all that stuff happened. So now that really happened. <laughs> yeah, so if I come so so now if I come back next year, like like what happened, happened. 
So, like, if I come back next year, everybody talking about the move. So that that's more marketing for me. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? So now I'm coming back as All-American, preseason All-American. Because I just right. dominated the NCAA. Right. So now it's like he arrived. So now you put that, I already got the name for marketing, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Now I come back to Providence, I'm averaging like 24 because I probably, I probably average the same thing I left off in the tournament. Right. So now if I'm averaging 24, I'm definitely top five. Right. That second, that the, that year, Mike Bibby was the first point guard taken. I and just dominated him. Yeah, you just destroyed before. him. Right. So yeah. therefore, I would at least been the second point guard taken or the first point guard taken. Right. And it goes back to what you said before about, you know, you would have came back and then you would have been the man and had to shoulder more. Yes. And, so, and so, I mean, so, so, so everything would have been with me. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, of course, I then I would have went to all these All-American camps in the summer. So everybody would be like, oh, this is what it is. Right. Where the scouts are. Yeah, this, this is where it is. This is what's happening. This is popular. And we would have been winning. So it's like, yo, and we in the Big East, the best conference in the country at that point. So right. it's like, yo, he out here getting crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now you take that. Now I go top five. Now everything is totally different. Now now my marketing, my endorsements is more than my NBA contract out yeah. the gate. Yeah. Right. So you understand what I'm saying? So it's like all those little things, all those little things, Happens, but like I said, everything happened for a reason. So that's why I never was mad about it because the person I am now, I would I wouldn't change that for for nothing in the world. And I don't know if that would have changed through through right. that process because that's right. a whole different process. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different that's a whole different steps. And and like I said, for for everything that went on, even if I went and did all that stuff and came to the NBA and did a, a whole bunch of stuff, I could have I could have fucked it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people do. You know what I'm saying? I could I could have been it could have been no because because like yeah everything is everything is based on like yo he did this in college high school and all that but it's the mystery it's the mystery of everything else. That's right. Then I go overseas, kill overseas, so it's a mystery of everything else that catapult everything now. Right. Right. Like yo, how is this possible for this dude to play 20 games in the NBA and be more famous than people that played 10, 20 years in the NBA? Right. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's those things. The draft is coming up. What, what advice would you give to kids that are in the draft right now or trying to get into the draft next year? Like, because you just talked about navigating through certain, you know, schemes and things that come at you. What advice mm-hmm. would you give or have you given to? Man, right? like, I mean, I, like, I always give, I, like I said, man, whether it was, like, like people don't even understand like how many people I deal with on on a normal basis. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of understand because when you was doing the whole thing, you know, you right. was there. So it's like people don't know. Like, like, like I've like I've mentored Trey Young, like his pops. I mentored Dennis Smith Jr. Different people like this, like go to this school, did navigate because of the simple fact. It's like you want to be. You want to be whole whenever you step into anything, whether it's college, whether it's NBA, whatever. You want to be whole, and you want to be to a point where where the people that's around you mm-hmm. is making you understand who you are. Because if you if you're around people that don't let you know who you are, then, then sometimes you forget who you are. Right, and that's that's what a lot of people understand. Like that knowledge itself is real. Because like mm-hmm. you know, at, at, like I said, when I was at probably at one point. They, you know, at one point in that whole span, they had me forgetting like what I meant. 
I'm like, yo, hold on, B. I'm not, you know, I'm like, yo, I know I'm not normal. Right. With right. these dudes. Like, I just played the McDonald's American game with the best of the best. And I see dudes doing that. And I'm like, and even in that, I was still was the center of attention and all that. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, you know, it's like you want to be in, it's like anything in life. You want to be in a healthy relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because because we're relationship beings. Right. No matter how much people say, I don't care what that person say or that person think or this and that. All that, you can say what you want to say. We're relationship beings. That's how we was designed. Period. So you want to feel good. Period. You know what I'm saying? You don't want people to blow smoke, but you want to feel good. Right. So and anytime that get attacked, then you react in those ways. So so it's like I tell kids today, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you go in there, be sure. Because, like, even when I went in the draft, because I wasn't 100% sure, like, even when I went in the draft, I still was 50-50. So, so when you 50-50, this is what happens. When you 50-50 and you get hit with a roadblock, you fall back. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you say, you know what? Man, I don't even know if I should be doing this anyway. Right. But if you're 100% sure, no matter what, nobody else say, when that roadblock hit, you know what you do? You run through the roadblock. Ten right. toes down. Yeah, you run through it because you're like, yo, I don't care what nobody say. I know, I know what it is. You know what right. I'm saying? They just don't see it yet, but I know what it is. Right. And that's how you see people get drafted 60 and they become all-stars. Right. Right. Because they don't care about all that. Right. And that's how you see people that get drafted number five and they fizzle out in two years. We right. just had Anthony Murrow on, on the show the other day. Mm-hmm. He was non-drafted. And yeah. And had a 10-year career. Yeah, so it's like, and that's why people, like, when people don't be understanding, they be like, man, this dude got, uh, uh, he got drafted five, he a bust, this is not, nah, because you know what? He probably, he probably stepped out too early, and then he went to a situation that wasn't designed for him. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know home. what I'm saying? And, and that's what people don't understand about the NBA, is... NBA is about situations. You could be right. number one, you could be number two, number three, 60. If you're in the right situation, it's going to go down how it's supposed to go down. If you're in the wrong situation, it's going to go down how it go down. Because <laughs> right. you can see, like, like this is like, you see, like, Jabari Park is nice. Right. Yes. Nice. Yep. Skill-wise, nice. Yep. Yes. But look what's going on. Yep. You know, like Okafor, Ok like Okafor, Okafor, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. That was all America. Right. Yeah, nice. But you see what's going on because he went to the wrong situation. Look at Markel, folks. Look what happened in now. Now he's doing good in Orlando. He went to Philly. That wasn't for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and, and people understand, like, sometimes, like, you and the coach, everybody has to be on the same page for things to work. Because, like, when things don't work and you got a whole bunch of money and you coming from where we come from, you know, and you and you around people that really don't understand because they ain't walking the same way you walk. Because most people understand most basketball players don't even hang with basketball players. Mm-hmm. So they can't understand the pain, the ups and downs. So if you're hanging with the wrong people, and I'm not even talking about like whether somebody sells drugs or whatever. I'm just talking about the wrong people that's doing something else that you're not doing. So like mm-hmm. if you play basketball and this person raps or this person want to be a lawyer, he can't understand why you mad that you got 12 minutes. Right. Because he's saying, so, bro, you can't pay $6 million. Right. If I was getting paid $6 million, I don't care if they was playing me four minutes, two right. minutes. But they don't understand. Yeah, right. but that's because the love is different. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's you what you do. That'd be yeah. like if you're a, you a lawyer, you know you're nice. 
Yes. And whatever your 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 boss ain't letting you do this to do that. Exactly. So so that's so that's what people understand. And then so what happened is when you when you're talking to somebody that don't understand, they looking at you that you complaining, one, or they telling you, man, those dudes don't know what they talking about. They hate. So then you start picking up that yeah, they hate. Right. And they could be giving you good advice, like yo, you need to work harder, you need to do it. Like, nah, them niggas hating. Yeah, dogs, them niggas hating, man. We ain't right. worried about that. Right. Next thing you know, now you out the league. Right. What does a, a kid do? So what can a kid do? Cause cause really, like you said, it's situational. So like it's, yeah. but what me as a kid, what can I do to make to try to make the situation better if I can like 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 I tell kids, you know, even like parents, like because I do this thing called Shanghai University where I talk to parents and kids and I, and I try to tell the parents, like, if you have a kid that's special or whatever, and you know, most kids have friends, homeboys, whatever. And I'm like, if the other kid can't make it, I'm like, you should you should surround your kid with that kid, and, but try to help that kid too. Mm. Don't just focus on your kid. So it's like, it's like me, like if I, my son, if he grew up nice and he was his best friend and I'm like, I'm like, hold on. I'm like, if you don't, um, if, if the kid probably can't make it to the NBA, cool, whatever. So it's like, all right, let's try to help him learn how to be a manager or agent or things like that. Because if you do that, you're still at, then they growing together simultaneously. Right. You know, or you have your, your parents or somebody like, yo, you need to learn how to do this. Because now you're not outgrowing the situation. The problem with us is most of us outgrow our situations. But we so, we so, we so, we so program that you got to keep it real. You got to do this. And, mm-hmm. and we don't even know what real is. Mm-hmm. Right. Because real is keeping it real with yourself. Right. If somebody can't do something, they can't do something. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you if you gotta talk to your friends to help them learn how to do something, then talk to them how to do it. And they don't want to do it, then they ain't really down for what's going on. You know what right. I'm saying? And and that's what happens. So when when most of the outgrow situations and don't work out, then the first thing, then what happens is the same people that you that you that love you, oh, you're a sucker, you change and this and that. It's like, no, we all grow. Right. So so like LeBron is like the, the epitome of it, because like what he's doing with his situation. You know what I'm saying? With his friends. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. You see them. Like they all special. Right, they all right, LeBron. Right. They all LeBron in they field. Right, right, right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you look at if you look at, you know, Rock Nation, which I'm a part of, you look at Jay-Z, Emery and all, they're 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 Jay and they feel. Right. So that's why it works. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's nobody get left. We still, we still go to the same funk, still do the same because because we all grew. Right. Right. You know, people don't know how hard, tough, how, I mean, y'all know how tough it is to outgrow somebody, but you love them to death. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You love them to death. You want to bring them more. You want to do this. But then, then when you go talk to them, it's like they talking Spanish. They have to add on to the cypher, man. They have yeah, to. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's like when you talk to them, you like, you don't even understand the language they talking sometimes. Right. And, and, and like I tell people. Everybody love you till they don't. The problem is they never tell you when they don't, brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right, right. So, so you better be. So you better be growing. You better yeah, be aware. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you better be aware. I want. I want to. I want to ask you about you know the overseas stuff because you touched on it a couple of times. But first, yeah. that's what I, I need you to talk about. Quick, talk about that Arizona game, man. Because I remember you talk about. I remember I had that tape. I used to have the VH, VHS tape mm-hmm. for that game. I don't know how mm-hmm. many times I watched that. 
where you, mm. you, you, you lost, it was, you know, it was, a, it was that move. You lost Bibby. I they, remember they had Bibby, Simon, Dickerson, mm-hmm. Jason Terry. I think you lost at least three of them on that move mm. by itself, but it wasn't just yeah, a move. Yeah, you yeah. had like, was, you had like 29 and 10, something like that. Sham, yeah, yeah. He and, made they, a, and they ended up winning the whole thing. He made a smoothie yeah, game and put them in a blender. That's what happened. Yeah, man. we 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 <laughs> we 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 already we we knew like we knew the winner out of this game. We knew whoever won this game was probably going to uh, go to the national championship. I didn't know if we was going to win the national championship, but we knew like whoever won this game was going to win the national. I mean, go to the national championship. So what happened was the day before. I remember they played they played Kansas and Kansas said um and Kansas was like. They had Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn's the number one point guard in the country. Wait, mm-hmm. like, we had number one point guard in the country, and um, Jacques Vaughn was like, and Mike Bibbino, they just beat them. So we had did an interview, and they was like, um, well, you know, y'all play against Providence next. This time, Mike Bibby was like, yeah, well, you know, we just played against Jacques Vaughn, so we're not really worrying about, you know, Sham God or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm. So I was like, man, that's interesting. You know, it was like, that's interesting. Cause you know, at that point, you know, Jacques, my man, but Jacques, we played different. So it's right, like, right, I was yeah. like, you totally know, different. like, why would you, yeah, like, why would you even say that? Like, that makes no sense. Like, but it's like, okay, cool. So then I get on the podium next. And they was like, yeah, you know, you play Arizona and this, this, and that. And they, you know, just said, and I said, um, I said, well, I don't care who they played against. You know what I'm saying? I know none of them can't guard me and they, they ain't never seen nobody like me. <laughs> so, so what happened was, so the tip off came and um I remember I, I like I hit the first three pointer, came right back down, I hit another three pointer. And then I like I, I smacked him on the butt and just whispered his, I said, Oh, I said, I'm hitting this jumper. Y'all in for a long night now. <laughs> I said, I said, I guess y'all scout report got all messed up now. <laughs> then I so then I came down, I hit another three. I never I hit three threes in a row. So then um but people, the funny thing people don't talk about is uh, Jason Terry is on the team. Yeah. Right? And Jason Terry had the longest career out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So, so, but Jason Terry was like coming off the bench. He was a defensive player. Mm-hmm. So the night before, his pops was like, yeah, you know, my son got to guard you tomorrow. My son played D and all that. I'm like, all right, cool. So Jason Terry comes in the game. First play, guard me. I spins off him and get a foul. Next play, come down. I in and out, cross him over, another foul. Then I did something on the baseline. He fouled me again. This this all happened in like a minute and 15 seconds. <laughs> so I pat him on the butt. I said, yeah, now go back over there and sit down, man. You defensive player, go sit down. Like, go down. I'm playing with you me. Know? Yeah, it's like, come on, fam. Ain't, ain't none of that happened in the day. So then what happened was, because I kept scoring on Bibby, they was like, put Michael Dickinson on him. Yeah, who played in the league Cause too? Because Michael, Dick- Michael Dickinson is big. You yeah. know, he's 6'4", he's strong. And they was like, because every time I blew past him, I just bullied him and get to the rim. So uh, they put Michael Dickinson on me. But then I knew, I'm like, well, I know, like, he can't, like, he a small forward at that point. I'm like, there's no way he could guard me. So we got to the right side, and I'll never forget my man Ruben Garces post up. And I was like, I told him, I said, move out the way, move out the way, move out the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I threw the ball out like I lost it, and I just ran fast. <laughs> I pulled it back. He went that way. The big man went that Son. way. Vivian went that So then we had the – I hit uh, Derrick Brown. I missed the layup. Derrick Brown got the rebound. I laid it in. They called the foul. Derrick Brown about to shoot the free throw. So I'm at the foul line bending over because we're about to set the press. 
And Michael, then Michael Dickinson was like, yo, what you just do? I said, what? Don't talk to me. I said, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. That kid, I just started yelling all crazy. Everybody's like, yo, that's crazy. So even up, but you know what's so funny is because even up to that point, because I did it before. So even up to mm-hmm. the point, I, I ain't think nothing of it. I just left it alone. I'd like, you know, that's, I'm like, that's one of the weakest moves I did, like, as far as growing up. I'm like, whatever. So i never forget, uh, we lost, I come home. This is like probably like three days later. I come home, come to the park, and uh, these two kids playing. This is a true story. These two kids playing, they had to be like 13, 14. And I'm sitting in the park. I'm, you know, I'm like, man, you know, trying to see who's going to play ball today and all that. My man's going to come out. So then the kid, like the kid tell the other kid like, oh, yeah, I just shammed you or whatever. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you really talking about? So then... The kid, like I said, at this point, the kid don't even know who I am. So then I'm, I get on the court, I'm just shooting around. The kid was like, like dribbling. I reach for the ball, and the kid's like, oh, stop for I sham you, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So then the kid did it. And then, like, me start walking around home. That's all I kept hearing. Yo, the sham guy, yo, this and that, sham guy. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is nuts. And then it just took on a life of its own. And then I'll never forget, I played summer league. That summer, then Gary Payton guarded me. He's like, oh, yeah, you don't want all these handles, right? This, this, and that. And then, you know, everything was, you know, everything was everything after that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about now, man. I mean, you, are you the only coach in the league with your own sneaker? You have to be, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Wow. So it's that, like. That's iconic, yeah. man. Yeah, so it's like. You and know, by the way, uh, by the way, by the way, man, up next, man, show him your shirt, man. <laughs> Tell him we need some Puma. <laughs> Listen, man. Nah, I got you. I got you. Okay. I got you. <laughs> nah, I got you. I definitely got you for real. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, like I said, I could have played in the NBA 20 years and never had a sneaker deal. So it's like, you know, God just worked in mysterious ways and he manifests things that he manifests at the time he manifested. So, you know, like I said, ever since even the NCAA, me going pro, I always said at that point that I would never, like, force his plan for me again. I would just always, you know, stay patient and wait and just let him present things how he presented to me. And like I said, up to this point, everything has been amazing. You know, it's been it's been struggles at times, but it's amazing, you know, to see how everything plays out. And just having that faith, and I understand it, you know what I'm saying, that that I know he got my back and know everything's going to work out how it's supposed to work out. Now I want it to work out how it's supposed to work out, good or bad. So, you know, I live by that and, you know, everything's been good. And, of course, we see see you giving back all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw on your Instagram the other day, you know, you you gave – your, your former coach who's coaching a high school team somewhere, you gave you, you gave the whole team the sneakers. Yeah, you know. yeah, man. Believe Academy. Shout out to Believe Academy. We're about to, you know, go into a sponsorship with them. I'm about to sponsor them because, like I said, Kev Jackson came into my life, like, at a point where, like I said, like around 10th, 11th grade, where I was, like, up and down. I was, like, I was nice, but, you know, not really. I was, like, on the cusp of being from good to being nice. And like I said, he was one of those those energy givers. Like, we all need in our life energy givers. And he, man, he used to put that battery in my back so much that aim high. And I used to go out there and destroy. He used to always tell me, <laughs> destroy. He used to say, destroy everything in front of you. Right. And then I remember I went to Five Star after a year working with him and I got MVP in the camps and all that. And then that's how, that's how I catapulted to McDonald's of Americans. So, like, I tell people, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
he he was there, in the, you know, in the rough times of me growing up and stuff like that. So he should definitely be there in the shining moments of my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, no doubt. you know, got to make sure they're good, you know. One of the shining moments is the fact that you you now are the, one of the coaches of Dallas Mavericks. And oh, yeah, for sure. And you got a you got a guy on your team. That's, he's okay. You know he's okay. <laughs> oh, you talking about? Yeah, we got we got we got a couple of guys. We got Luca the Don. Yeah, let's start, let's start with him, man. Because Luca the Don. Nah, Luca, Luca. I, I can't believe I can't believe how how his game is taken. I knew from you know when I was working with the scouts of the Nets, mm-hmm. national scouts told me that he was he was going to be good. But yeah. I don't even know if they thought he was going to be as great as he is, as quick as he is, as as, as quick yeah. as it happened. You know, nah, it's just you know, like Luke is like one of those rare players that he just loved basketball. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you love basketball, it's, it's amazing things happen. You know, he, he constantly works. And the one thing that he does that a lot of people really don't understand, and probably his best asset is that he listens. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can give him the smallest advice and he'll make a, a small advice and he can make a masterpiece out of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, from year one to year two, just, you know, me talking to him about angles and changing his angles on the court and how to read because, you know, he's slower than the average point, but it's like his, like, just make him understand his slow is fast mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, kind of like how Steve Nash was, you know what I'm saying? But he's bigger, stronger, so... You know, and and like I said, he's just he's just he's just one of those rare talents that come every you know twenty years. And you know, I'm glad people are getting to see it. I'm glad I'm just you know one of the people God put in his life to to be a stepping stone to you know his greatness. And I'm glad I get to witness it every day. You know, and mm. then we got KP. You know, KP another one. You know, the unicorn. You know, just like you know, he had a great year this year. Yeah, and he another one just want to work and get better and just listen and. Don't think they know everything. And, you know, and just, you know, for me, it's been a, a humbling experience because, you know, like a lot of people ask me for about player development advice and stuff like that. And it's kind of like my path is kind of different from most player developments because most of the people I work with are fans of mine because I'm a fan of theirs. So it's kind of easy. You know, I got, I, I like to say I got the advantage because they, they'll listen more. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Much faster. Right. So, but at the end of the day, with that come with a lot of responsibility because, you know, they listen. So they also listen to see if, if, just, if you know what the hell you're talking about. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm just blessed enough to take this serious enough that, you know, I, I always work hard and try to study to know what I'm talking about, to give the right advice. You know, not to give my advice, to give the right advice for the person that I'm talking to. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you can, you can also teach people how to get worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like I try to, you know, I always keep everybody separate from my own feelings, you know, of how I think about something, and just get the right information just for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's not about me making players and all that because can't nobody make nobody. You know, it's just about right. me bringing out of them what's already in them. You right. know what I'm saying? And and that's what Kev Jackson did for me growing up. Like he brought out of me what was already in me, and. You know, like I tell people, I'm just here to be a stepping stone. I'm not here to say this is my player, that player, or or I want to shoot a hundred videos and be like, yo, look at me and all that because it ain't about me. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, Jordan would have been Jordan regardless. Luca would have been Luca regardless. You know what I'm saying? Frame always rises to the top. Man. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm just happy I get to, you know, share the journey with them. 
you know, whether it's Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry, you know, it's just everybody have everybody have their own journey. Everybody have their own Michael Jordan moments in them. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it's at. Yeah. Talk about the, you know, you mentioned it before, over, playing overseas. Nobody ever talks about it. Um, mm-hmm. tell, tell me about your overseas career and, and how that changed you as a person, too. Yeah, it, it just it just changed me. It just, like, hum, it just made me slow down. You know, being from New York, you know, everything is fast-paced. You know, you don't get to really uh, enjoy the things you're going through at, in the moment. And, you know, once I was overseas, you know, it helped me just relax and really look at, you know, where my life is at and to enjoy the moments, you know, because it's all, it's all small little events that turn into big moments. So I try to enjoy every event that happened in my life. And, you know, it's funny because it's, it's a lot of stuff that people won't, like, when people talk about things that goes on, I'll be like, man, my name be getting left off a lot of stuff. So I'll be like, man, it's weird, you know, because it's like, you know, it's like even for like overseas, like when I went to China and I was getting MVP, nobody was going to China. Right. Nobody. 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 China wouldn't even take point guards. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Till till I went over there. Like, I, you know, I see Steph in LA. I told Steph to go to China. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just funny. Even when it comes to like dribbling, like, it's not a lot of stuff I'll take credit for, but it's like, even like, like before, before I did start dribbling, like nobody dribbled outside the box. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was the first person to ever do wide dribble. Nobody dribbled. You can look back to the dates or whatever. Everybody dribbled in a box. If you watch Isaiah Thomas, he dribbled in a box. If you watch Tim Hardaway Jr., he dribbled in a box. Everything was close to the body. Kevin Johnson, everything's close to the body. Right. Because I used to put ankle weights on my wrist. In, in practice dribbling, when I used to take when I took the ankle weights off, my arms would start flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it made it made my arms dribble wide. It wasn't like it was something that was planned. It's just something that happened. Right. And then that's how I started doing the wide crossover that I showed Kobe. And then you know battling against my man Dean Barry, you know from DC, showing him stuff. And then what happened? Dean Barry showed AI had a wide crossover. Mm-hmm. So I'm a direct connect to. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like you the plug. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like so it's like when people say stuff, it's just fun. So when people wonder why, like, oh, Sham get loved, it's like why this person. I'm like, yeah, because like even like I said, when I saw when I first saw Booger, right? Years later, I was in the gym showing him stuff. Mm -hmm. He came. He hit me up to work out. Like that's how crazy it was. Like when Bone Collector first came to New York, I'm the first person he ever met in New York. Mm. his name was Larry mm. you know what I'm saying I took him in the gym showing him some stuff this and that next thing I know I come back from OC they're like yo bone collector crazy I'm like, <laughs> like who is this you know what I'm saying like it's not one kid that came out of New York since me that I haven't been in touch with influence mm. right like in the gym with talk to kick it with like when I was at Providence Little Sebastian, his brother Jamel, his roommates, used to bring him the problems all every summer, every day to work out. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like O O Cook, Talik Brown, like those little home, like I'm in the gym with them. I'm in the gym with Talik Brown late at night, every night at Fashion Institute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just that I'm not, I'm just not, you know, I'm not the one that's like, you know, and there's no knock on nobody. I'm just not the one that's like, yo, pictures, video, do this, yeah. do that. Like anytime something came out with me, as the other person put it out, like I'm not really on that time because it's like 
you know, it's like, yo, whatever you, whatever you, whatever you done in private, you know, God gonna pump, you know, he gonna pump to the public. So you don't have to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? And, and the people that need to know, know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, but, but I think about stuff when I see stuff and I just laugh because like, you know, I get questioned. They be like, yo, how does, why do these people talk about this and that? And I be like, yo, it's funny because like, like, I'm like, man, y'all don't even know half of the people I'm like, when I say, and I'm not talking about, yo, you just came and worked out with me and then I put something up and say, yo, this is my guy. No, I'm talking about like days, mm. nights, <laughs> one in the morning, two in the morning, phone conversations, family, everything like, yo, this, this and that. Like just off the love, not even off this, yeah. just off the love. Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I promised myself when that stuff happened to me, I promised myself that if I could avoid, any, if I could avoid to help people understand I would do it in a heartbeat. Not about no money, not about nothing, just understanding because what happened with me was at that point, I didn't have understanding. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when me and my coaches get into it, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, he hating. He on that time. I'm not even trying to listen to the message at all. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, he ain't listening to me. So we didn't have understanding. And when you don't have understanding you can't get understanding, then things get confusing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's for me, like doing this journey and mentoring kids and stuff like that is all about like, yo, let me see how we can get an understanding where we can get you and that person on the same page. Because right. at the end of the day, we got both want the same thing. Right. You know, my coach, no doubt. I know he want to win. I want to win. You know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and, that, and that's, that's the main goal. But, you know, half of us get caught up in, okay, he's saying don't shoot. Okay, so now he's saying, yo, I don't like that shot. So now I'm taking, because I'm 18, I'm taking that. He don't like that shot. He's telling me don't shoot. Right. right. So now I'm like, yo, you don't want me to shoot? I ain't shooting at all then. Right. right. Being Not knowing that only hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> he's still going to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking crazy on the court. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, we, we, cause that's because we come from a place of aggressiveness all the time. And we come from a place like, yo, if you ain't really trying to be on my thing, if you ain't on my page, then we, then we ain't on no page. Right. And you know, we can't, we can't, we can't go through life like that. Cause it's like, life is all about understanding and compromising, you know, yeah. period. On the, on the teaching thing, I always, I always bug out when, when you, when you tell stories about, you know, training dudes, I'm like, how, how you teach another dude all that? Like, how, like, how does it work? Like, how can you teach somebody something that, that's so crazy? It's just about it's, it's, it's just about for me, and I think that's why it works because I I teach people how to tap. Like I said earlier, I teach people how to tap into their their own natural rhythm, their own creativity. Yeah, because like a lot of people try to make people be creative like them. You know, like I tell people when I first meet them, you know, I don't I don't need you to dribble like me. <laughs> it's, in, it's impossible for you to dribble like me because right. the way I started and the way my mind works is different. It's like I could teach 10 people how to dribble, two going to dribble better than eight and one going to dribble better than nine because his imagination is totally different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not here to create robots. So like, it's even when I, when I work with people, I'm like, I'll tell them something. Like I'll give them a pattern and say, hey, do this, do that. And then I'll watch them and I'll see the pattern. And I can see when, the, when their own natural rhythm is off. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, well do one dribble less then they do one dribble less or, or I say do one dribble more and it looks better and they feel and I said do that feel good and they're like yeah and I'm like so why you just ain't say that 
Mm. And, like, and, I, and I always tell them, I say, yo, don't ever, I don't care if it's me or whoever, don't ever let somebody else tell you your own natural rhythm. Right. You know, even, right. even to getting into your shot and everything, it's like, you mm. know, you have people, you have, you know, shooting coaches and, hey, you got to shoot like this and you got to shoot like that. Yo, some of the best shooters in the world have the craziest shots. Right. But that's, that's their rhythm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even in dribbling, everything is still rhythm. It's like rhythm, balance. So it's like, when I show people, I just get them in a comfort zone to where they, to they like I said, to they tap in. I do what Harlem did for me. It, it, like, make them tap into their own creativity. Mm-hmm. And then they, then they, what happened is, when the stuff go off in their head, then they get excited. Mm-hmm. Then when they mm-hmm. get excited, then when you get excited, they push harder. They want to learn more. And they, they, they go harder. And like that thing I said, when they get into a roadblock, like, man, I can't really get this down pack. What they do, they fight harder. But when you're telling somebody something and tell them, yo, you got to do it like this, when they hit the roadblock, they like, yo, this bugging. He bugging. <laughs> right. I just, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. So now what happened is they start doing it wrong on purpose. To be like, see, I told you I can't do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I'm, I don't like that type of teaching. You know, it's like I tell somebody, do you think, what you think is more important? Will somebody come tell you something because they want to come tell you something or because you made them go tell somebody something? Right. Where, where you think you're going to get the, the truth from when the person just come tell you? Right. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like even when I tell coaches, because, you know, like coaches are like, oh, how you have this relationship? I said, because I'm, I'm always on truth time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, sham is on sham dick, nobody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, I'm always on truth time and it's like, I'm not going to make somebody do something they don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? But you have a lot of coaches that's like, okay, you have to be talk to this person or this is your guy. And then they get mad when they talk to somebody else. It's like, so why you just don't let them talk to the person they talk to? Right. Right. He's still coming to you. Right. <laughs> so do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but, but, and they, but see, because people want to have so much control. And it's like, I tell people, the best way to have control is to let control go. Because mm-hmm. then people bring you everything. Right, right. If they know right. they can talk to you, if they know they can talk to you and it's not like all judgments and you're going to get it. Yeah, you're going to hear, you're going to hear what you probably don't want to hear, but as long as they know they can have those type of open dialogues with you. Right. You know, you know they don't, don't want to talk to somebody like, yo, I messed up. Oh, you messed up again? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So now when something happened, what happened? They don't tell you. Right, right, and now right. we now when you get it, it's crazy. Now it's overboard. Now, and they be like, and then what you said? Why you just ain't come tell me? Right, ah, oh, fam, like no, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, you got a, a, a sense of understanding, man. Yeah. Any young kids you working out with now? Like kids we wouldn't even know about? High school kids. There's some, but I can't mention you know I'm in the NBA now. I can't do that right now. Oh, that's, that's right. You know, but you know. No fines, no fines. Wait, Sam, yeah. Top three ball handlers right now. Oh, right now. Kyrie, Chris Paul, or Steph Curry? You saying who number one? Yeah. Oh, I would say Kai. I would say Kai. Um, I would say I would say Kyrie. I would say Chris, and I would say uh, James. Oh, James Harden. Okay. Yeah, I would say James. I would have, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Steph in there. 
Um, Trey Young. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a couple of cats. You know, you guys still got elder statesmen like Jamal Crawford mm. and different people. But like, you know, like for me, dribbling is 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 real. Like, like people understand. Like, I like forget dribbling. Like, I study dribbling, so it's like, yo, it's a difference between certain people. And, you know, and, and that's the thing for me. So it's like, so it's like sometimes people ask me, yo, who your top this and that? And they be like, yo, what about this person? And I'm like, yeah, he cool. And they be like, what do you mean he cool? This dude is crazy. And I'm like, okay, you say he crazy, then he crazy, you know, but <laughs> I don't have to agree with it. I'm like, because I look at it from a different, from a different pattern. So it's like, you could watch, like I could watch certain people dribble and people like, you got the crazy handle. And he has the same cadence all the time. Mm. They just don't realize it. Right. Because they're just watching the shake and bake. They're not watch, they're not understanding the patterns. Right. So so it's like, so it's like when people say, yo, you know, who the like she's like, oh, you know, best handles, and I say, and I say, oh, in the NBA, I'll be like, oh, me. And they'd be like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, well, I'm in the NBA, right? So me. So, and they're they like, they like, why you say it? And I'm like, because anything anybody could do right now, I can do. And I can do better. And that's, that's do better, faster, lower. And I'm like, the difference between me and other people, and there's no knock on nobody. I'm like, I don't have a cadence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and the cadence for people that don't know a cadence is like, a repetitive motion that happens all the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm like, even if I look at, so if, if I look at a person like, all right, the top boy handle, everybody would say Kyrie, right? So Kyrie cadence, right? It's, it's almost the same cadence. So he would come down, throw it between his legs, cross over, throw it back between his legs, attack. Throw it between his legs, cross over, throw it between his legs, in and out, cross over. Throw it between his legs, cross over, in and out, pull back behind his back. You know, so that's a cadence. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is what he do after the cadence, he don't have a cadence. So when, so by me explaining when people, I try to break it down for them, I said, if you look at Kyrie Dribble and you look at his layups, they're totally different. You know why? Because on his layups, he has no cadence. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he's going to do right. on the layup. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so, when I'm, so that's what I mean by no cadence. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway, you know he was coming down, throwing between his legs yeah. cross. That was a cadence. That's a, that's a cadence. Yeah. Right. I ain't saying you could stop it. I'm just saying that's a cadence. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's like LeBron James, if he run at you full speed and he got in his left hand, he's spinning. Yep. That's a cadence. Yep. Not, I'm, and I'm not arguing, debating about stopping right. or not stopping. That's just a cadence. You know what I'm saying? The thing with Jordan, Jordan didn't have a cadence. Everything was off the spur of the moment. So, like, I dribbled so much in my life. It's like everything was always a reaction. It never was a... a when I mean cadence, it never was a planned thing. Right, right. The problem with kids now, everything is mostly... Kids practice moves so much, so everything is planned. Right, right. so even if they're using your move... Yeah, it's you know playing. Right. So so that's why when people be like, oh, he just sharing, they'd be like, yo, when they look at mine, they'd be like, yo, his still, like mine still look the craziest. Because it was a reaction. Yeah. Mm. Like you said, like you said, the Arizona shit. You threw it yeah. out and ran and and got that, that's that's what I'm saying. Because what happened was, because as soon as as soon as it left my hand, 
he's bigger than me. So he covered more ground. So then when I ran, it just added another step to a move that was already there. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So now when you see people do it, people do it, they throw it out, they take one step and, and, and do the move. And they're like, oh, you did a shamrock. It's like, yo, the move. So it's like when they have a debate, like, oh, is, is that the shamrock or the whip or whatever they call it, whatever, dude from overseas or whatever, or, <laughs> or, right, Pooh, right. Allen, or Pooh Allen or whatever, you know, whatever. It's like I said, it's no, not. But when you see them do it, and then it's like, okay, so, like, and I tell you, I said, so if, if, if it's the same move, right, then it should have been called something else a long time ago. <laughs> I said, why it didn't have the same effect? Because it's totally two different moves. Mm. You know, the action might be similar, but it, the moves are totally different. Right. And if you break it down and look at it, when they do the whip or pull out, when they did it, they, they, they threw theirs underhand. So when you throw yours underhand, you already know the direction of the ball. Right. Me, if you throw it overhand, it looked like you lost the ball. Right. Because it looked like you, it looked like you tried to throw it between your legs and go, and the ball slipped out your hand. Yeah. Right. You don't know what you're doing. Like, exactly. <laughs> so then, so then you run fast as hell, and when you pull it back, so like if I'd have ran fast as hell, and he wouldn't have moved, I'd have just kept going straight and just laid right. the ball up. Right. 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 That's what. That's what. I, that's what I mean. Is a reaction, not a cadence. Right. Right. The problem is, no matter what the defensive do, the person still be like, oh, I'm doing the sham guard. That's, that's the cadence. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So, that, so that's right. the difference. It's like, like, it's like when you see people, they like, oh, I want to do what James do, and they dribble, 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 and they like, they dribble, and they sidestep no matter what. Right. So it's even like with James, it's a cadence. Because he blow past the person, and person, he could take the mid-range. Mm-hmm. He stepped back and shoot the three. That's a cadence. So yeah. no matter what the defender do, I'm still going to do the same exact thing. That's that's a cadence. The thing with Jordan, everything was a reaction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you deal with somebody that do reactions, it's hard. That's why Floyd is so good as a boxer. Right. Because he's a defensive boxer. So no matter who he fight, his, his fight always going to be different. Right. Because the person that he's boxing gives him a different... Only thing he's doing is reacting. When you're a defensive fighter, the only thing you're doing is reacting to what the person is doing to you. Right. So it's hard to have a cadence. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. so that's how I try to break it down to people when they say, oh, this is not. And I'm like, nah, that's, that's the only difference. So now, so with me is when I, when I work with people on drilling, I try to put them in, un, I try to make them comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happened, they just react. Right. Not like, oh, if this person, if Kawhi Leonard, he plays such good defense, so now I can't even dribble no more. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Like, like, to me, that makes no sense. Right. You know, it's like, it's like growing up, people was like, yo, yo, how, how was Ron in, in, in high school? Ron played so much D. I'm like, Ron can't guard nobody. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Ron Artest we talking about. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're like, why you say that? I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I'm like, all right, well, maybe. I don't know. Because I... Like we played one on ones, all that. I I never thought, you know, I thought it was cool, but I never thought. So it's like when you have those type of things, it's like you don't want to, you know. It's you know, like I said, man, it's just one. It's just one. Like AI, it was a cadence, right? Either you going wide cross, go right to left, or you going wide cross and go straight, right? Yeah, he was just so fast. Like that was exactly like I said. 
I'm not debating if you could guard it or not. No, we're <laughs> not debating that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying the difference. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, right. and when I break down the difference, it's like, and and the reason why, I like, because like I tell people, I'm like I said, I study it, so it's like. So it's like, they like, oh, so why you put, you know, because at one time, everybody's going crazy. What, Steph, Jim, Ben, Kyrie? I said, that's not true. I said, all right, put it like this. I said, if Kyrie couldn't shoot a jump shot and Steph couldn't shoot a jump shot, would Steph still blow past people? No. Right. The, the reason why his handle worked because you have to honor him shooting. Right. So I'm like, a person that can really dribble, no matter if they can shoot or not, they're going to get where they want to go. Right. Yeah. So that's, I'm like, Kyrie moves will be just as effective if he didn't shoot jumps. Right. It's, it's almost like the, when people describe it as, uh, like, your, it's the ball is an extension of your hand. Yeah. That's, that, that's the real, where... Exactly. Where so nothing's nothing's predictable. Yeah, it's dribblers and it's ball handlers. It's dribblers right. and ball handlers. It's just, like, it's just like when you see dunkers, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see some dunkers that you like, he got crazy hops. And it's like, yeah, he, he do got hops, but... Every time he go to jump, he got to gather himself. Mm. What made Jordan special, he never had to gather himself. <laughs> right. Pop. Everything was like boom, boom, pop, boom, yeah. like boom, sharp step, boom, up and down, boom. Yep. Like it wasn't no wind up. So that's why most of his dunks never got blocked. Straight right. to it. Yeah. Or even when he got fouled, he had in one dunk. Like you see people that jump high now when they go up to jump. Most of them get fouled, they can't dunk. Right. Also, you talk about. Gather. You talk about cadence with Jordan on that on that type of play. We could go up to dunk, and then he might he might not even dunk. Like he's gonna do something that's else. It. But this but this is what I'm trying to say. Like so, like his it, it's, it's it, that's what I'm saying. Like because his 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 athleticism, it wasn't no like you see like a Blake Griffin somebody you give him the ball, they gotta wind up that power step like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know that that that's what makes Zion good because he got he got quick twitches. Right, right. right. Yeah. Like everything's like boom, 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 boom. It ain't no yeah. like before you, you know, know it, it's it's over. Yeah, yeah. And he's quick twitch with a lot of girls. That's what. Yeah. So so yeah. he's quick twitch with, with power. So it's so it's different. Yeah. I know he's yeah. on a different team. I would love to see you work with Zion though. That'd be. Uh, you know, you know that's that's my. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. That's my man. Like his family, my people's. Like we talked about. We talked uh, about some stuff. All right. Like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, sneak, sneak that one in. Sneak that one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Def. <laughs> Nah, but right. I appreciate y'all, definitely. Nah, we, we appreciate you, man. Really appreciate it. Talking to the yeah. legend. The legend. Yeah. Okay, what well, nobody nah, say. Man. Please. Nah, I appreciate it, man. Love is love, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Peace to the God. All right, peace. You already know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we, we on, you know, we on it, seven. You know, we got it. We got it going, man. All the time. You know, all the time. <laughs> got it. Yes. I'll get up with you. All right. All right. Peace. All right. Later, all right, Peace. Shout out to Sham God, man. He, he dropped some real jewels for us today, man. Yeah, big time, big time. You know, you know the routine, people. Uh, we got all kinds of people on deck, you know, giving you different perspectives, geniuses in their craft. Sham God definitely falls into that category. Uh, keep listening to the podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Uh, rate the program. Uh, review it because all that stuff you know, gets it into other people's hands, puts it up the charts on Apple Podcasts. So we definitely want to do that. Yeah. Uh, follow us on social media, on Instagram at UpNextPod and Twitter at UpNext underscore pod. Yeah, it's, it's hard to remember all those, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs>
Yeah, but, just follow though. Follow us, man. Yeah. We we're gonna keep bringing the smoke. We got some special guests coming up uh, next week, um, and we're gonna start breaking into interviewing uh, the up next youth stars of different sports. So we're excited about that. Right. Yeah. We got we got a seventh grader on tap. Yeah, and an eighth grader, and an yeah, eighth, eighth grader. grader. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it, you know, it's never too early, as we yep. see. I'm talking to to the people who actually did it. Yes, um, so, like I said, keep listening, keep supporting, keep following, keep subscribing, and we'll be back next week. Yes, sir. Peace. Coaches used to call my phone. What you doing? Just got home. Practice making perfect, perfect timing. Put me in my zone. Two, three, thirty-two, thirty-three. Like birdie too, time to put on for your city when they never heard of you. Ball player, ain't no watching from the side. Uh, picking up them pieces, ain't no limits in the sky. Uh, said you got up next, well, gon' show them why. Uh, one, two, that's a three. Now take your shot, ball player. Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold, that's a flex. Uh, Kylie Green, got me a scally before he left. Uh, Joe Cash, something like dollars on the check. Uh, they had in, I got now.